This is the Everyday AI Show, the everyday podcast where we simplify AI and bring its power to your fingertips. Listen daily for practical advice to boost your career, business, and everyday life. Will AI video finally have its chat GPT moment? You know, that that point in time that we look back at and we say, wow, this announcement, this piece of software, this development really changed the game for the future of this technology. I think that moment could be sooner than we think. And I think that AI video for the last year or two has kind of been a novelty, kind of a, hey, look at this. But I think that's changing. I think it's going to be extremely useful and we're going to be seeing a lot more of it very soon. That's one of the things that we're going to be talking about today on Everyday AI. This is your daily live stream podcast and free daily free daily newsletter, helping everyday people like you and me not just learn what's going on in the world of artificial intelligence, but how we can all actually leverage it as well. Uh, you, you know, it's great to know what's going on and to keep up with the news and the tools and the trends. But uh, what we do here at Everyday AI is, is we break it down every single day live This is the realest thing in artificial intelligence, if I'm being honest. We come to you live every day, put out the podcast, and not just tell you what's going on, but we break it down every single day in the newsletter as well. We say, hey, here's what's happening, and here's how to actually use it to grow your company and to grow your career. So uh, I'm very excited today to talk a little bit about video. Uh, So if you are joining us live, like pair of Brian's right here. We got Brian from Minnesota, Brian from Mississippi Gulf Coast, some others joining us. Thank you. Uh, get your get your questions in. Yeah, if, if you are an AI and video people uh, like Darius, thanks for joining us. What do you want to know about the future of, of AI video and what's going on there? Um, I want to know. Let's talk about it today. But before we do, as we do every single day, let's first quickly recap what's going on in the world of AI news. A lot of a lot of interesting updates uh, today and over the weekend. So, uh, actually, first let's do this. It's Monday. It's Monday here. Let's let's preview what we have going the rest of the week. First, we're going to switch it up today on you. Um, so, uh, the rest of the week tomorrow, join us. We're going to be talking about the ChatGPT mistakes you don't know you're making. Yeah, you probably know some of the mistakes you're making, but not all of them. Uh, we're also on Wednesday going to be talking about how to grow your brand and a, uh, with AI and a podcast uh, with Ronsley Vaz. So excited for that one. And then we have uh, someone I've been connected with for a while. We presented at an AI summit together, uh, Carol S. Scott from Microsoft, joining us to talk about how to use Microsoft Copilot to advance your learning and your leadership. So make sure to tune in Thursday for that one. And then Friday, we have product strategy in the age of AI. Uh, Can't wait. So now let's talk about what's going on in the world of AI news. So uh, first and foremost, uh, Meta's AI chief says AI super intelligence is actually a long way away. So uh, this came from a recent report, but said Meta's chief AI scientist, Yen LeCun, believes that current AI systems are decades away from achieving common sense and human level intelligence. So this comes in contrast to the belief of NVIDIA CEO that say that said AI will surpass human abilities in the next five years. Uh, LeCun argues that current AI technologies is limited by reliance on text data and lack of understanding of basic concepts. So yeah, everyone's talking about, you know, super intelligence when AI essentially becomes 
smarter than us all and it doesn't really need us. Uh, I, I'd say we're probably, uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and go on the NVIDIA side and the open AI side and say we're a lot closer than a lot of people think. Uh, next next news piece, uh, new updates. Well, kind of. The new update is no update from Google's Gemini. Uh, so Google has reportedly delayed the public launch of its uh, new AI Gemini to January due to issues with non-English queries. Uh, so uh, their, their new model, uh, so this isn't replacing BARD, at least we don't think so, but it's replacing the BARD model, right? So that is the model that, um, or, you know, Palm, the Palm 2 model. Um, so Gemini would be replacing it. And reportedly it was, you know, much more powerful than GPT-4 and all of these things. But apparently now we see one of the reasons why it's being delayed is it's struggling with non-English queries uh, because Gemini was originally announced back at the I.O. conference in May. Um, so, you know, a lot of people have been looking forward to this, but here we are six months later um, and really no updates from Google and when Gemini may or may not be coming um, in this canceled launch event. Also, um, it's it's kind of because OpenAI is, is running away with this. So, uh, you know, Google really wants to uh, reportedly get this Gemini launch right, um, unlike when it first launched Bard and there's a bunch of errors uh, that, that really grabbed the headline. So in a bad way. Uh, all right. Last but not least in AI news, uh, we have some some new drama at OpenAI. You know, hey, we went like a full week and a half without any drama. But uh, reportedly, some new reports show that there's a potential conflict of interest between OpenAI CEO Sam Altman and the startup Rain Neuromorphics, which is developing a neuromorphic processing unit or an NPU chip. So according to these recent reports, Altman's firing and rehiring, uh, you know, about two weeks ago in mid-November, uh, actually had to do with this as well. Um, and it was linked to the company's plan to buy $51 million worth of NPU chips from Rain, a company in which um, Altman had personally invested, according to reports. And also this involvement um, from Saudi-based investors in Rain. Uh, led led the forced divestment by the U.S. government due to national security concerns. So yeah, a lot of things going on behind the scenes with these NPU chips and, and Rain Neuromorphics and, and OpenAI, and Sam Altman. So so keep an eye. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more uh, reporting happening on this soon. All right. It is Monday again already, Jay. Thanks for joining us. So let's let's talk a little bit. And, and yeah, there's there's always more AI news that we keep in our newsletter. So if you haven't already, make sure to go to youreverydayai.com. And yes, sign up for that free daily newsletter that we put out every single day. But let's talk about something else right now. Let's talk about Pika Labs. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and start. Give me a second here. And if, if, if you're joining us on the podcast, make sure to check uh, the show notes. We always leave links so you can come back and, and watch the live stream. This is one of those where I think it'll be helpful. Um, it'll be helpful to come back and watch this, mainly because I'm going to show um, on the screen now a quick 50 second promo video from Pika Labs. And then I'm going to describe a little bit about what this is what it means, um, and, and, and kind of a little bit more on the competitive landscape. But I think it's important to uh, first even just look at this because the quality um, is, is pretty fantastic. So let's, let's go ahead and see if we, can, if we can share this live. There we go. So uh, we're going to go ahead and play this promo video. Is, it was released last week on Pika Labs, their new 1.0 version coming. And then I'm going to talk about it a little bit um, as well. 
And so I'm going to go ahead and actually play it with no sound and kind of narrate it for you. So here we go. So uh, someone's typing in Elon Musk in a spacesuit in 3D, and it's generating some amazing images, right? Uh, so it's saying a new kind of movie magic, and we're seeing different uh you know, visuals here that are it look extremely high quality, like they were done in CGI in a studio, different animated things, different things that look realistic in real life, uh, being able to drop an image in and, um, you know, use text prompts to move it. But it's hard to explain the quality, um, you know, and, and being able to uh, expand your, your canvas with AI using a photo to video, video to video, text to video, being able to change here in this example, a model walking down the street and being able to change, uh, you know, what clothes the model's wearing. Um, a lot going on on the screen in this, in this quick little hype video here from Pika. Uh, but I'll say this. And we're going to start with Pika and then we're going to talk about uh, a, a couple other things. I don't know if this is kind of that uh, chat GPT moment per se, uh, but I will say this. The quality of this new Pika Labs is outrageous. It's outrageous. So um, it's it's not out now. So for Pika Labs, you have to go sign up and you'll see I'm even sharing sharing my uh, my browser here. It says, yeah, you're on the wait list. Of course, I'm on the wait list. Um Let's talk a little bit about AI video, all right? And, and I'll quickly even share a little bit on, on my background, okay? Hey, this is Jordan, the host of Everyday AI. I've spent more than a 1,000 hours inside ChatGPT, and I'm sharing all of my secrets in our free Prime Prompt Polish ChatGPT course that's only available to loyal listeners like you. Here's what Lindy, who works as an educational consultant, said about the PPP course. I couldn't figure out why I wasn't getting the results from ChatGPT that I needed and wanted. And after taking the PPP course, I now realize that I was not priming correctly. So I will be heading back into ChatGPT right now to practice my priming, prompting, and polishing. Everyone's prompting wrong, and the PPP course fixes that. If you want access go to podppp.com. Again, that's podppp.com. Sign up for the free course and start putting ChatGPT to work for you. Way back in the day, right? Way back in the day, I was a multimedia journalist. What does that mean? Well, you know, I, I reported for some of the largest uh, newspapers in the country. I think my last one I worked at was the Chicago Sun-Times. Um, I was always, you know, looking a little bit further ahead. Uh, so, you know, I was trying to do, you know, live blogs and things like this. And this is back, you know, more than 15 years ago now, uh, 15, 20 years ago. Um, but one thing I did as well is video, right? So um, I was a reporter, but I was also putting together, you know, audio slideshows with with photos and, and video as well. Um, so I've been editing video and, and using video and worked in different uh, aspects of video production now. Um, you know, I don't do it as much recently, obviously, but I've, I've spent... Uh, probably more than 10,000 hours, either shooting, editing, producing video, okay? What I'm seeing now from, from this Pika Labs 
1.0 promo video. Yes, it is that. It's a promo video. Um, you, you know, it's tightly edited. You know, very. I'm, I'm sure very selected, uh, selective on the shots that they used. But if we see what's going on in this promo video, if we see this come to market exactly as it is, right? Because sometimes the hype doesn't always live up to the first product. Great example of that. Just kind of talked about earlier uh, in the show, Google Bard, right? When uh, when Google kind of uh, started to promo Google Bard, it, it looked amazing. It looked like it was going to... Um, you know, be be up to par with ChatGPT or even ahead, and I don't think that's been the case, right? Uh, but with Pico, with Pico Labs 1.0 here, um, the quality is outstanding. The quality here is outstanding, and some of the features, um, you know, like like what's being shown on the screen here, being able to instantly change your canvas size, being able to take a photo. A high quality photo, maybe that you generate in, in Mid Journey or uh, generate in Dolly or something like that, and being able to drop and make a video is pretty outstanding. Um, yes, these features have been available in other programs for a while, but from a quality standpoint, what you're seeing on the screen here, and again, check your show notes if you're listening on the podcast, this looks like CGI level. Right. This looks like it was built in a lab by a team of people using supercomputers, like the actual outputs. Right. Um, the early days of text to video or photo to video looked very, um, looked very archaic. Right. Uh, it, it looked like something you would never actually use in a real project. Right. Uh, some of the earliest uh, generations from runway, as an example, you, you know, kind of even pre gen one. Right. Like when you first saw uh, runways uh, video offerings being uh, touted. What we're seeing from Pika Labs 1.0, I'm extremely excited about because I think it could be that chat GPT moment. Um, Douglas, thanks. Thanks for joining. Uh, Douglas saying you called Pika a hype video. Is that all this is or are we actually there? That's a great question. So, yeah, even even in editing terms, I should explain that. Right. A hype video is is something you put together with, uh, you know, fast cuts. Right. So I'm not saying that they're trying to hype this, but a hype video is generally something you put together with a lot of different, uh, very high quality, fantastic visuals. And you only show maybe a half second to a second of it at a time. So it's hard to look at, at one full video over the course of three seconds, four seconds, eight seconds. Right. Uh, so a hype video just means a ton of uh, high quality visuals cut together very quickly. So are they hyping it? Absolutely. Um does it take away from the quality? I don't know. You know, I, I've spent a lot of time in runway. And actually, let's go to runway next, all right? Because I think we also have to talk about runway here. So I'm going to go ahead and share my screen because right about the same time, right actually before uh, this, this Pika Labs 1.0 announcement, uh, we had some updates from runway. So let's go ahead. I'm going to throw those up on the screen. Um, we're going to play those as well. And I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the new um, some of the new functions and, and features in Runway. And we have done a full uh, episode here on Everyday AI on Runway in the past, and that's in the show notes as well. So let's go ahead and see kind of, uh, so, so you can even see if you're joining us live, some of the different quality comparisons uh, between uh, Runway, which has been out and it's been the leader uh, for a while. So let's, let's take a look at some things that Runway has. 
All right, so we're seeing much more uh, kind of picturesque, slower visuals, uh, a, a little more uh, cinematography in these. And I'm going to talk about this here in the sec uh, in a second, but some features that Runway has that I'm extremely excited about, uh, this uh, motion brush, uh, which is fantastic. Um, and I've, I've used this as well. I used it on a recent project uh, for actually a course that um, I've been working on that I'll be releasing soon. So uh, actually, let me know if, if, if you want to know to know more about that. And I'll, I'll give you a preview here before it's announced. But, um, you know, Runway, Runway's been out for a while, right? So let's let's talk a little bit about even the runway platform. So uh, Pika Labs has been available. Um, I, I've done some videos in Pika Labs, but this is this is not the 1.0. This is more of their, their beta version. Right now it lives within Discord. So you can sign up for the free version or the, um, you know, the pre 1.0 version of, of Pika Labs and you can go into Discord and use that. The results in the original Pika Labs were okay. But again, it was a free platform, right? Uh, Runway is not a free platform. So you always have to temper your expectations. Uh, but even the free version of, of Pika Labs was pretty good. Uh, but now let's talk about Runway. That's what I'm showing um, on the screen here. So a lot of new updates in Runway, but um, you also have to look at the competitive landscape, right? Um, Runway has raised more than $100 million. They currently have a billion dollar plus valuation uh, with investors, some of the biggest investors out there, such as Google, NVIDIA, Salesforce, et cetera. But um, some new updates, right? Some new updates that um, Runway announced here. So more, uh, more control over the video. It says greater fidelity and even more expressiveness when using Runway. Uh, so uh, Runway, this was just November 20th. So about two weeks ago, they said, we're excited to introduce motion brush, Gen 2 style presets, updated camera controls, and more. So the updated camera controls are, are great. It's it's those small touches in these, this, this kind of AI video that, that makes a big difference. So uh, I did use this in a recent project where you can kind of, uh, within a video, right? So you can drop in a photo and make a four second video out of it. Um, that's what you can do in runway right now. But then within that video, you can uh, add slight effects such as a slight zoom in, a slight zoom out, you know, panning to the left, panning up and down, et cetera. So um, that's some of those new motion controls. But what I, what I did want to talk about here is this, the motion brush, because as far as I know, this is the only platform right now in the generative AI space that offers something like this. I could be wrong there. I've used almost all of the platforms, but not all of them. So let's, let's take a little bit look here at the motion brush. So right there, if you're joining us, there is a, it looks like an animated, uh, you know, something you might see from Pixar, uh, but there is a, a pigeon on a stoop. Looks like it's in, uh, you know, maybe Chicago or New York city right there. So, um, one of the downsides about early text-to-video or photo-to-video uh, generative AI systems, you know, such as Runway, is you didn't have a lot of control over where the motion was occurring, which can make it weird because sometimes, you know, you might have a distinct foreground and background and the background's moving, or maybe you wanted the foreground to move, or maybe something's moving that you don't want to move. Uh, so this new motion brush is great. So in this example, you know, you have this background of a city, but you also have the foreground of this uh, animated pigeon. So you can use the motion brush and say, hey, instead of, you know, the clouds rolling by, or instead of the camera panning, I want everything else to uh, not move. And then I just want 
this pigeon to move. So you can do that. And then when you're done with the motion brush and you generate it, then you see just the pigeon moving. And it does look like a slight zoom in uh, effect was happening here. Um, so that's some updates from Runway. All right. That's that's not the last one here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in and let's look at let's look at one more quickly. All right, and this one I'm I'm actually I'm actually pretty excited about. There isn't a lot of there isn't a lot of information out about this last one about uh, Meta's Emu just yet. So here's Emu, right? Uh, so this is from Meta. So this is Emu video and Emu edit. So comparatively, you know, when this was announced a couple of weeks ago, we talked about it here on the show in the AI news. And I, I, I said straight out, I said, this is a runway competitor. This looks like, you know, I don't believe Meta was one of those investors like everyone else was investing in runway. But uh, here on the screen, you have this uh, this actual emu here. It looks like the emu is going skiing with some ski goggles. Uh, you, you know, some nice movement here. Um, so we'll we'll put this in the link of the show notes. Uh, so if you wanted to go check out and read more, uh, but I'd say if you're comparing right now, at least what Meta is showing um, for their new emu model that has yet to be publicly released yet, it's pretty far behind. Uh, it's it's pretty far behind. Pika Labs 1.0. It's probably about where the current Pika Labs that's available to anyone is, but this is currently, uh, it looks behind even where uh, Runway is with their Gen 2 model right now. So, um, but you cannot discount Meta because unlike everyone else, they can throw unlimited resource at any one of their uh, pro uh, projects that they're working on. And, you, you know, Meta, I think people think of Meta as, oh, that's the Facebook parent company. Yes, they own everything, WhatsApp and, and Instagram, right? Um, but their models that they're working on, you, you know, Llama 2, uh, kind of their their version of the GPT technology, Emu. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, you have your the, the text-to-voice, the uh, text-to-music. Uh, Meta has so many high quality models that they're working on and they're making, I believe all of them open source as well. You cannot count out Meta in this discussion. When we're talking about text to video, photo to video, what AI video is moving forward. Because the other thing too, is you have to think of the platform, right? Um, Meta as well as just about every other advertiser out there has said that they're going to be incorporated. And I believe Meta already has started to incorporate um, some AI um, generations inside their advertising platform. So if you're an advertiser, think of the, the, the that's a, some low hanging fruit in terms of an application, right? Um, when an advertiser, if you don't have visuals to be able to use some of these models to create little uh, you, you know, videos for your product or service, uh, photos as well. So I think that Meta actually has some of the lowest hanging fruit um, in terms of uh, real world application and who could start using this the quickest at the widest scale, I think would probably be Meta, right? Um, and presumably it'll be free uh, to use Meta. I, I don't believe they've been charging for, for any of their models as they're all open source right now. All right, let's talk. Let's let's get some questions, and then I've I've got some hot takes as well. I know it's Monday, 
Maybe you're not ready for the hot takes, but I've got some. Uh, Tracy asking, Tracy, thanks for joining us. Tracy asking, how did they get such crisp features compared to others? Um, if we're talking about Pika Labs, because I do think from a quality standpoint, this the Pika Labs is impressive, right? Um, I'm bringing up some of the visuals here, right? So this one. Okay, so we have a text to video, presumably, again, uh, let's let's share the correct uh, share the correct screen here. So uh, a, this is presumably a text to video, and that's what I'm saying. This is all hype right now. You hope that these are actual generations uh, within Pika. I'm sure they are. Uh, if this is a text to video generation, that's the leader right there, because the text to video in Runway is not as good as what I'm showing on screen here. So in this example, it says a pig in a tuxedo, photorealistic style, right? Um, let me go back to that one. In this little uh, pig in a tuxedo here, photorealistic style, as Tanya's pointing out, um, this is crisp. The quality of this, of everything that's in the Pico Labs 1.0 hype video is through the roof. Um, I don't even think right now Runway's text to video generation is here. Um, when I'm using Runway, I generally use their photo to video. It's much better. Um, their text to video is not quite there. If this is Pika Labs text to video that's going to be available to everyone producing these quality, y'all, there's going to be some video producers, animation studios, either in trouble or they're going to be starting to use this technology right away. All right. Um, hot takes. All right. Let's get some hot takes. I don't want this to be one of those 45-minute episodes, but I've got some hot takes. And actually, let's do this. Actually, now that we have this text to video here on the screen showing this pig in a tuxedo, photorealistic style, this looks like something that was created that it took a team of animators to create. Um, the quality, the crispness, uh, the style, this is all extremely high quality. So let's get some hot takes and also let's... Uh, I want to have some fun and talk about what this might mean for the future, right? Because when we look at what ChatGPT specifically has done for the fields of content creation, right, over the past year that has been out, it's changed content creation completely. And that's just text. But guess what? The overwhelming majority of where consumers spend their time, their energy, and their purchasing power is most heavily influenced by Visuals, right? They say uh, a photo's worth a thousand words or 10,000 words or a hundred thousand words, whatever you want to say. A video is worth way more than that, right? But we haven't yet had, even though I think Runway is a fantastic platform and they've been the leader by leaps and bounds above everyone else. And I do think that their photo to video Runways is really, really good. Like I said, I used it for a, a secret project um, that should be released here any day. Um, but this from Pika Labs, this text to video, and, and some of these um, generations in the hype video are outstanding. And at least it's it's hard until we can you know try this out for ourselves, but it looks to be on par or ahead of uh, Runway's Gen 2. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if you know a couple of weeks or a couple of months after Pika Labs is available to everyone to see a Gen 3 update from Runway. That's got to be in the works. Gen 2's been out for a while. All right, but let's get some hot takes. 
Let's get some hot takes, Douglas. Hot takes, yeah. Um, we're going to be seeing this in the mainstream. We're going to be seeing text to video, um, photo to video in the mainstream in 2024. I'm saying commercials, um, you know, not, not having to go out of your way to find these things. We are going to be bombarded, I think, because this quality here, the cost to get the quality of what I'm sharing on my screen, this pig in a tuxedo photorealistic style is not cheap. To get this before generative AI, this is someone that's spent their career or a team of people just to create something at the same quality, right, of just this pig in a in a tuxedo photorealistic style. So hot take number one, we're going to start seeing this everywhere in 2024. Like I said, commercials on TV, ads. I mean, I think, I think you're already starting to see it on, on online ads. Um, we are going to be seeing this everywhere. And I think early on, if you're someone like me, if, if, if you've worked in a creative field or if you've spent, you know, 10,000 hour, 10,000 hours plus editing videos, I'll be able to see this is made with a gen AI tool. But I think the majority of people, if they look, you know, let's just watch again about five seconds of this Pika Lab hypes, uh, hype video here with this 3D robot and this girl in a candy store and this anime and this dog and the cat, right? These visuals, this one right here, this cinematic dog and a cat, that is so, so good. This looks like it took a team of animators. So hot take number one, we're going to see this everywhere. And I think that the overwhelming majority of people out there, if you don't work in a creative field, if you haven't spent a ton of time editing, it is going to be hard to tell the difference, especially when it comes to animated cartoons, things like that. Um, deep fakes, real people, it's not there yet. It's not there yet, unless you're talking about, um, you know, I did see some of these generations earlier here where it's someone, sorry, I'm scrubbing through this here. Here we go. So this was a real video here. So this model walking down the street and being able to change as an example, the top that she's wearing, um, that's a, an editing feature, but from a real video. So I don't think it's at the point yet where it's going to produce human looking video that is indistinguishable real from fake. So, right. We're all worried about deep fakes, disinformation, misinformation. I don't think that, you know, Pika Labs 1.0 or whatever Runway comes out with or uh, Meta's Emu is there. It's not. But in terms of animated video, this is a legit game changer. Maybrit saying looks like a fabulous tool to be integrated with two other tools like Canva. Yes, absolutely. Douglas saying looks, look, Pika looks near Pixar quality. Yes. And that's why myself, when I first saw this, and I think so many other people, when they saw this Pika 1.0, everyone said, Yo, like if this is real, if this actually happens, this is the chat GPT moment for visuals, right? Will we be able to ourselves go in there and type a simple, um, you know, prompt like cinematic, a dog and a cat in a boxing ring and be able to get this uh, output right away? Maybe. If so, that changes. That changes the game. All right. Let's get a couple other hot takes here. Let's get them going. Here's what I see. Here's what I see in the future with 
AI video, especially with some of these recent announcements from Pika Labs 1.0, some of the runway updates, the fact that Meta's EMU is officially in the ring. Here's, here's what I see. Ready? Parents creating animated bedtime stories for their children using simple text prompts. Or, or videos, right? If you're taking a, a road trip and maybe you always throw on the same, you know, Pixar video that, that your child has seen 30 times. I don't think we're there in the next couple of months, but I see this. You know, some of these things I'm seeing um, in a year or so. But I literally think that we will be soon the ability to create short, customized, animated films for your children with a text prompt, which is wild. The skill barrier for some of these things is so low that I think once the quality catches up, right? Because right now the, the, the huge downside, even if we're talking about something that's publicly available like Runway Gen 2 is the short duration, right? Um, I think you can now go up to 16 seconds, right? Um, but by default, it's four seconds. But I think as the technology progresses, as the computing power gets cheaper, so these companies can allow us all to create more without um, having to charge us more, um, that's huge. Another hot take here, I think independent filmmakers are going to be able to produce feature films solely through AI-generated visuals that are going to be at the same quality as things that we're used to right now. You know, things that we've seen um, in the past, I won't say the past five years, but let's say, um, you know, early 2000s. Um, you, you know, when we look at some of those, you know, Disney movies, some of those earlier Pixar movies, I think in the next year or two, we're going to see great AI filmmakers being able to produce short feature films that look like they're, you know, Pixar quality by themselves. Some other things I see, some fun ones here. And let me know, let me know. Do you agree with these or, or what do you think that this could lead to? Um, you know, I'm just, I'm just having some fun here, uh, imagining together with the everyday AI audience, what could be in the near future with AI video. Um, I'm thinking customizable new segments, where viewers select the content and the presentation style, personalized fitness videos featuring AI-generated trainers adopting to your progress. Um, I think we're already starting to see this, but uh, AI-generated music videos, right, that have visual that can visually interpret the lyrics and the mood of songs. That seems like a no-brainer, right? When we're talking about shorter, you know, two to four-minute songs. Maybe it's your favorite song that doesn't have a, a video. Okay. Gen AI, text to video, image to video. I do think that we're going to be seeing also this exact thing happen, but with smaller indie artists that maybe don't have a budget for a high quality uh, video. And there's actually already been some that have been produced using uh, Runway's Gen 2. Um, I'm going to, I already talked about this, but I think we're going to see more immersive advertising where generative AI systems create personalized commercials for each viewer, right? So, as kind of internet connected TV becomes more popular, more and more people are cutting cable. Um, I think the data and the data tracking with what we are watching on our TVs is going to become better. But I see a the time in the very near future where, hey, if you're using as an example, Google TV, right? And you haven't opted out of everything that they track. I'd be fine with this. I would be fine with a, a Pico Labs, you know, maybe when it's at 3.0 or something, creating specific, custom-tailored AI video 
ads for me, for products that maybe don't have an advertising team. I would love that. But I think that's also the future. I think we're going to see um, much more personalized and customized videos and advertising across all different mediums, not just social media, but even when we're talking about things like commercials, you know, or, you know, when you're going on YouTube and you always see those pre-roll ads that are very highly targeted, I think you're going to see a lot of things uh, like this using generative AI. Uh, here's, here's a fun one. I think custom dream movies. What's that? You know, well, you, you always wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, I had this dream, but hey, I, I can't remember a ton. I can only describe it with 10 words. I think there's going to be a company that literally comes out and they're like, hey, write down your dream. You know, it's it's an iOS app. You wake up and you're like, oh, that was a cool dream, but I can't remember. You're going to open your app. You're going to type it in and it's going to give you a little, I don't know, two to 10 minute uh, reenactment of that dream, right? Um, historical reenactments, right? I think the way that we learn about history is going to change. I think you've already seen this a lot with AI images, but I think you're going to see the same thing with AI video. There was no video, you know, through the course of history. I think this is also potentially problematic because people are going to try to rewrite history um, and to create narratives that maybe didn't exist. But I think the way that future generations learn about history, you, you know, world history, American history, whatever country you're from, is going to change. I think you're going to see a lot of more interactive and immersive videos with generative AI. Another one, virtual fashion shows, right? I think that would be really cool. Um, you know, right now, I think it's just the the, the, the big brands, um, you, you know, that have those, you know, catwalk, runway fashion shows. I think you're going to see this now all the time. It's not just going to be a, a once a year or a quarterly thing. I think you're going to see virtual fashion shows. And I think that they're going to be, even for the smallest brands, startup, you know, startup fashion companies are going to be able to do this as well, because the technology is going so, so fast. As, as we've seen, even if you just look at original kind of like runway gen AI um, and look at where we are now with this Pika Labs 1.0 preview, I can't wait to see where we get in the next year. Yes. What do you think? You know what? Let me know in the live comments right now. What do you see as the most interesting or most applicable use case for generative AI video? I'm going to go ahead and feature uh, my favorite one in the newsletter today. So, so what do you think? Yeah, maybe dream reenactments like, like Brian's saying, uh, Cecilia, this is a great one. And we're going to have to have more conversations about this on the show. So Cecilia saying, I wonder when or how copyright law will come into play. Will lawyers jump in? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, some of these generative AI companies have like the 92 dream team of who's who in the, for, for lawyers, right? Like we, we go back and, you know, the 92, uh, you know, basketball dream team with, with Michael Jordan and Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. You, you are literally already seeing all these gen AI companies compiling a dream team of lawyers, uh, because lawsuits are, are nonstop. There are hundreds of large, large lawsuits on this specific thing, Cecilia. But I want to know, let me know in the comments, what do you see? What do you see as some interesting use cases uh, for AI video? Is this Pika Labs? Is this um, these new runway updates? When we talk about Meta's EMU, is this the future of video? Is this the future of content creation? Is this the future of content consumption? I really think it is because 
I think we're going to start to see so many more personalized ads, so many more customized stories, so many more highly targeted selling experiences. What's going to happen, y'all, if I'm being honest? It's an attack on our pocketbooks because all of a sudden we're going to have all of these. When you combine the availability of, of data and how much easier generative AI is, is, is allowing us to um, interpret and make good use of that data. If you combine that with then the ability to use that data and say, oh, here's everything Jordan's looking at on the Internet. Here's every single e-commerce product he's looked at but hasn't bought. I'm going to be seeing highly high quality, high targeted videos for those all over the place. So I think as consumers, we're going to be getting a lot of highly targeted, high quality uh, product advertisements that maybe those companies just couldn't do it before. Um, So I'm excited about the future. I hope now you know a little bit more about the future of AI video. All right. If you haven't already, and thank, thank you for joining us, but uh, make sure to check the show notes in the podcast and in the uh, link here in the live screen live stream. But if you haven't already, please make sure to go to youreverydayai.com, sign up for that free daily newsletter, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking about a chat GPT mistake that you're making that you probably don't know. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you back for more Everyday AI. Thanks, y'all. That's a wrap for today's edition of Everyday AI. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a rating. It helps keep us going. For a little more AI magic, visit youreverydayai.com and sign up to our daily newsletter so you don't get left behind. Go break some barriers and we'll see you next time.